Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick. I've got Ramon Valdez and Phil Morley again with me this evening. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Doing good, Ben. Say, we've also got a special guest on this evening uh, from all the way from Brisbane, Australia, uh, Roy Shack. I think a lot of people know him as Blue Cheek on on Instagram. Roy, how are you doing this evening? (laughs) 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 honestly you don't know how long it took yeah. to get this show this is like started. the third, like the third time we've tried starting this damn show and, oh, man. we're doing really we're going we're, we're going with okay it. let's let's, let's run, rumble guys i'm doing really let's well rumble. thanks thanks ben <laughs> Great. It's good, good to, to have, have you, Roy. Roy. Seriously, if you lose me, I, I've been laughing so hard. I think I think I need to do a little wee. If you lose oh me, that's <laughs> anyway. Let's do this. Uh, yes, we're, we're doing, doing it. it. This, this is, is it. it. <laughs> it's happening. Boy. Well, we can only do so many takes. So yeah, this I, know, I know. This is it. Uh, it's it's ten past one in the afternoon here. I, I think it's uh, getting pretty nice. pretty late on your side. Um, I'm in the middle of my lunch hour, and my student has graciously, my student Will has graciously let me uh, take some time out to spend some time with you clowns, and I'm really looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it for so long. <laughs> Yeah. Likewise, likewise, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we've especially, been especially the clown part. <laughs> so I'm yours, guys. Ask me anything, and uh, I'm sorry if I embarrass myself or I embarrass you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so Roy, you've got the you've got the the Brisbane School of Fine Woodwork, right? That's so you've right. got you've got multiple multiple entities going on there. You've got your the school. You're, you do um, commission work, right? Yep, that's right. I, 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 you promised you wouldn't get into the emotional, psychological stuff. I've got so many entities going on up in there, it's not funny. <laughs> but yeah, look, uh, Ben, I, what I do, I, I, I started off my, my woodworking life uh, straight out of woodworking school down at the Sturt School for Wood. That was at the end of 94. Uh, and I was, man, I was just going to go out there and start becoming, you know, the world's best maker. And I realized after about a year and a half that, that that's not going to happen. But, uh, you know, I set up I set up a workshop and I set up a shop front and um, I was putting furniture on display in a showroom and people were, were coming in and I was learning on a daily basis how to run a small business. And uh, not too long after that, somebody came through my front door, um, an, an elderly chap, and he said... Uh, where do I learn to do this? And I said, well, you can go down to the school I went to. And he said, no, I can't leave my family for a year. And I looked at him, I said, well, maybe I could show you. I said, I've got no idea how to teach. I, I have no idea how much to charge you. And it started from there. So I've been, yeah, guys, that's awesome. guys, I've been running the furniture making and the teaching side by side almost, well, probably since about 1998, and awesome. those two things, I, I swear, they go hand in hand. They, 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 they're really, they're really right. complementary to each other. And I'll, I'll, the reason I think that is, is that when I get students coming in and they see me working on a commission piece, what that, the message that that's sending out to them is, shit, what Roy's showing us here is actually what he's doing. We, we can see it in real life here. Mm. The other right. side of that coin is that when clients come around and they they come for a visit to have a look at the workshop and they see me teaching, it adds a little bit more gravitas to the whole relationship, yeah. you know. So <clears throat> it works really works that's, really well. That's really cool. And and this is um, so this school it's it's just you, right? You teaching out of out of your studio. Yep. Is that right? That's it. One man. That's one awesome. man band. Um, and you feel you have feel, like. Sorry. Four or how many? How many students are? It's not a. It's not a bunch, right? I I have at a, a time. I mean, yeah. No, I have a maximum capacity of four students. Man, I started off. I See, started that's, off. Uh, that's beautiful, actually. Yeah, yeah. I started off with six. Uh, I was sharing a workshop with um, Robert Howard here. He was renting space from me, and he would have ten students in. And I, it used to blow my mind that he could corral ten cats. You know that. 
and he and he and he seemed yeah. to keep it together. But I, my comfort zone is six uh, is four students, and I don't know. I'm I'm sort of starting to think maybe three is good, but. Four, four, right, four right. students is a really comfortable number, and yeah. and one 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 to four. That's yeah, that, that sounds nice. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really lovely uh, dynamic, you know. And the, but the, still, the thing is, and and I'd love to talk to you later about all of this because it seems like you're getting into it a bit more. And we can do it. We can right. do it after this. But um, the thing about the whole the whole teaching is, you need to work out those numbers, and you need to understand that. Um, with four students, it's a really intimate uh, setting. And if those four students don't get on, you can't deflect off anybody else. You've got to make sure that right. you've got to make sure the chemistry is right. So I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty careful about the mix when I when I get them in. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, and I was just curious. I mean, we don't have to get into the weeds too much, but how how it was structured. Um, how do these students get to come take a class with you? Are they or are they coming and helping work on your pieces or are they building their own pieces? No, I'm too much of a, a control freak. I, I'm very much sure. I'm very much, uh, it's only me that works on my, my, my work. And, and so much so to the point where I don't even like bringing it into some subcontractors, you know. So, right, so right. what happens is um, I have four students maximum and, any, and my main teaching day is Saturday. So on any given Saturday, it's very rare that I have the four same students coming in. So what will happen is somebody gets in touch with me. They say they want to come and do the Saturday casual classes. They buy a block of six days. Uh, and then they want to, and it's, it's only natural. They want to come in and they want to design groundbreaking stuff and make groundbreaking stuff. But I say to them, look, <laughs> you, you, need to, you need to complete two of my set projects before I let you even think about anything else sure you know? nice mm -hmm. that's a good idea and i yeah. i know that sounds really harsh and and it, it I, I don't want to sort of turn anybody off but why i do it is is because i need to know who they are i need to know what they're capable of doing and at the same time they need to know who i am and what my boundaries are as well so right. Getting them to do two set projects, and, and, and it's not with any level of cynicism, but each of those set projects can take the full six days. So, and you guys will have seen these projects ad nauseum. You, you, you see the mallet. You right. see the mallet on my feet all the time. Yeah, you see, yep. and the cabinet on stand. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a one. month long, man. That that's not a six day project. Nice. So, but, no, well, <laughs> you know, so so the two the Come two on, set projects. So it'll be either the mallet or a little side table or a or a breadboard or those boards yeah, or a breadboard. Board. Yeah, or a or okay. a box yep. or a little gentleman's box or a little a little jewelry box. Um, right. Once they've done those two set projects, they know for sure whether they like me enough to keep coming. And if they do, then we start talking about their, their self-designed thing. And then my job is to actually make sure they don't go too crazy on the design. Because as I say to them, look, if I'm lucky, I'll see you once a fortnight. I might see you once a month. But if you design this thing, whatever it is, and I know it's going to take me three or four weeks to make, it's going to take you double that on Saturdays. So you'll right. be coming here. You'll be coming here for two years. You know. So I, 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 I kind of, I, I, I work hard to sort of pare them down just a little bit so that they, they, they keep that balance between being enthusiastic and and coming up with something that they really want to come up with and actually keeping it real. Hmm. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. That, Man, that that all makes absolute sense. <clears throat> that's that's. that's uh, that's good teaching right there. That uh, testament. What, so good, a, good approach. What percentage do you think um, of the people that like like do sign up for like they want to make this project? What what percentage do you think are are able to go all the way through it? Or how many? Or better yet, how, how many lose interest? Or Ben, or it, it, I guess I, I guess the the thing to to try to work out is are they doing it as a hobby, or are they looking to actually become fully-fledged furniture makers. Now, um, of the people that I've got in currently, uh, I reckon I, I would say probably 20%, 15 to 20% are looking to actually change their lives and the balance are looking to keep it as a, a serious hobby. Now, um, 
just because they don't keep coming back to me. And, and most of my students just keep rolling over, which is great. Um, when I say rolling over, I, I don't mean that in the biblical sense. I mean, they keep, <laughs> <coughs> you know, they keep, they, they keep, they keep coming back. Sure. Um, and they do it because they find that that's a really good, uh, what would you call it? Um, really good medicine for their day-to-day life. You know, they, 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 they're, mm, they're, sure. they're, sitting, they're sitting behind computers or they're sitting in an office or, yep. or whatever. Enge- and, engineers, architects. A- absolutely. Yeah. And they, they just, you know, they come in with all the stresses in the world. And after about an hour, I, I make them one of my coffees and we sit down and we talk about what's going on. And the students generally get on really well and they get into it. And after about an hour, they, their personalities change completely. They start smiling, mm. you know, they start smiling and... It's wonderful. It's a really lovely yeah, environment. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. But then I, then I get awesome. people that come in and they, they do want to change their, their working life, you know. And um, you, you may be familiar with uh, Andrew, Handmade 660, you know. He's, Andrew he's, Ness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he was one of my students and we've become brothers, you know. We've become lifelong friends. And yeah. he's, he's one of the, the most exquisite makers you could ever meet. He's, oh, yeah. he's slow. But he's really good, you know. So yeah, um, it's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and his photography. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, that's, so his, cool. that's his advertising background. He's a really clever guy, you know. So yeah. And I, I've had, I've got a, I won't say a portfolio. That sort of dehumanizes it. But I've got a group of people who are like Andrew, who they they just want to do it, and they do it so well, you know. Mm, it's an attitude guys i think that's what it is yeah absolutely that's really cool so now like going back a little bit you said you went to school for yeah what what made you do that like what what got you into the woodworking uh world well phil uh i i don't know how old you are but when i was I was 28 and i'd been i'd been working in a merchant bank for 10 years and I'd failed every subject at, at high school or, or senior school or whatever you call it. So I went through, I was 17. I'd, my pass mark at high school, we have something called the, the highest school certificate. And they take your best six, oh, they, you do six subjects, they take your best five and give you a mark out of 500. And my mark out of 500 uh, was 191. And I just thought, well, what am I going to do with that? I didn't I didn't matriculate. I didn't get into any university or anything like that. So I I basically went back to to high school uh, with the view that if I should get a full time job, uh, I'll take it. I don't give a shit what it is, you know. And as it happened, as it happened, I I scored this dream job working in the finance industry for a merchant bank, uh, which, you know, we're talking that the same sort of industry that Wall Street revolves around, you know, and I did this for 10 years and after about year eight, I was starting to wake up three o'clock in the morning with migraine headaches, throwing up with stress. And, you know, I was 20, I was 26, 27, 28. And who does that? Why do you do that to yourself? (laughs) So I I started to realize I went to see a careers counselor and um, man, they, they put me through all these tests and they said, look, you're pretty smart. You're in the top two percentile. Uh, you've done better in in the fourth year university papers for engineering and that than than ninety five percent of university students doing those subjects. Uh, you can do whatever you want. You know, if you and they said to me, look, if you're if you're if you were religious, you'd make, you'd be great as a priest. You'd be a great social worker. You obviously you obviously uh, like working with your hands because I told them I was renovating a house. Uh, you know, you could do all of this sort of stuff or you could keep doing what you're doing and you'll do really well so long as you can get over the fact that I think I was suffering heavily from um, imposter syndrome. You know, I, I just didn't feel like I, I was a square peg in a round hole and I felt really, right, I felt, right. I felt really guilty <clears throat> making all this money uh, and not really understanding what the hell it is I was doing or why I was doing it, <laughs> you know? Right, so, um right. I took all of that. That's I took all of that sage advice, and then promptly started studying town planning. And man, I was doing an assignment for that. And during my lunch break, whilst I was doing the assignment, I walked into an exhibition, and it was a, a woodworking exhibition. And it was in the state library in Sydney, in New South Wales. And 
this exhibition was called For Tomorrow. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I walked into this room where all this beautiful furniture was. You know, I was thinking, oh, I'll go and check out this exhibition, whatever the hell an exhibition is. I've got no idea. I'll check out this woodworking shit. <laughs> you know? And I walked, I walked <laughs> into this room and it, I can, I've got goosebumps now thinking about it. I looked around <laughs> and I just looked at all of this stuff and I thought, my godfather, people do this for a living. I can't believe that's cool. First time in my life that I actually said, This is what I want to do. And that's awesome. within three within three months I was studying down at the Sturt School for Wood. So and I haven't looked back since. Where's that school at? It's that? in uh, it's in New South Wales. It's it's in the southern highlands of New South Wales, which is about a forty five minute drive southwest of Sydney. Uh, it's between Sydney and Canberra. Uh, and, and how long of a, a term, term is that? It's a one-year. It, at that stage, it was a one-year full-time course. It still is actually a one-year full-time course. Oh, oh, that's right. You alluded to that earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> nice. Man, that's wild. Mm. So that, it, I mean, that really was. So seeing now that you're teaching and you're seeing some people come through, you know, your classroom <clears throat> who want to make a life change and stuff, uh, you can relate to that, you know, that's, that's pretty awesome. Oh, look, ab- absolutely. And it's quite interesting, Phil, because my teacher at that time, a, a gentleman by the name of Tom Harrington, Tom passed away relatively early in life, 58, I think it was. And he was my rock. Wow. Like he was my, if ever I would have put anybody up on a pedestal and he'd hate hearing me say this, but Tom was my, you know, that, he was the guy I always looked up to. And Everything that everybody gets when they come through my school, it's I've become a mini Tom. I, I, I know I have, and and I'm not, ashamed, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, and right. and what's happened is all the things I've learned in the last get this quarter of a century, um, <laughs> that that gets added onto that portfolio of knowledge I got from Tom. And and you know, it's I don't know. It's uh, I look after my students. I really, you know, I, I adore them. So. What were what were some of the things that that Tom did that you think that you kind of emulate? Well, um, I'm pretty fastidious. Like he always got across this notion that if you're going to do it, don't don't do it and not know why you're doing it. Like you've got to understand the quality behind the work. Mm. So he was very much a, a a person that was man. He'd pick up he'd pick up lapses in quality like that, you know, in a heartbeat. You, you could think you were, you were doing the, the world's most beautiful job and then you'd come up and you'd go, ah, now that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my mental, you know. <laughs> Sounds then, like something Tay Fred would say. <laughs> then then he'd, he'd just walk, he'd walk, he'd walk away and leave you hanging. And, you know, we'd look at each other, all the students would look at each other and, you know, you'd think, what, what, what have I done? What's wrong? What's wrong? You know, so um, no, That's he awesome. was pretty fastidious about it. And he had a, a really natural impish curiosity about how stuff worked, you know, and I really loved that. My mind doesn't work the same way, but I, you know, I find that when I do get curious about stuff, I learn a lot and, and right, you've right. got to keep that curiosity up. It's yeah. it's interesting when someone wants to learn something and if if they can back up for a second and understand the concept of what they're doing rather than so much of the technique, the learning becomes easier and more clear and quicker, right? I mean it's like if, if you're if you're sharpening, for instance, you know, learning exactly what you're doing as you're sharpening, you're not just going through some rote routine that you've seen on YouTube, for instance, but really understanding what it is that you're doing and the learning just becomes that much more easy. Absolutely, Ramon. And and it's a little bit like, I, I don't know if you guys have ever read that book, you know, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, but it's it's a little bit of that that mentality. You need to understand what it is you're doing. And mm-hmm. I've got to tell you, Phil, you'll, 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 you'll understand this fully now. I think that... Um, once you start teaching, that's when you start learning. Because when, mm. if you if you have to articulate how how something comes together, if you have to articulate yeah. how to use a hand plane properly, then then you've got to you've got to be pretty sure you know how to use it properly to get that message across. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's it's funny because um, I mean, 
today I'm making it, you know, I started the lounge chairs a couple of days ago and, and I'm doing it totally different because I'm going to be teaching it. And it's, it's been so much fun to like backpedal. It's like, okay, you know, I'll go into my shop. I know how to build it. I just do it. Just but then to be able to be like, okay, now I've got like 16 students that are going to build this in a week. Kind of a different how perspective. How do I do this to teach it? It is. It's, and it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I've taught for 10 plus years, but not at this level. So mm. it's been, it's been really good. And like I said, like to be able to articulate what you're doing to the students so they understand and when they ask why do it that way, that's that's when you really start learning. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's it. They, awesome. they they put you on the spot. I tell you what, and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it, it it takes you to that next level of 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 wisdom, I guess. You know, and uh, I I oh, I like that. I like the sound of that. I I haven't taught in quite a while, but I used to teach marketry classes, and something that I learned after doing it for a couple of years is, the more you teach, the more you learn. I learned well, so much yeah. from from students. It was sometimes they would ask me questions that I had never even thought of before. Like, right. how did you think of that? Well, you take things for granted, you know? That's right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And Ramon, no matter what you think, you, you say you haven't taught in a long time, but my friend, I've been, <laughs> I've, I've been following, I've been following <laughs> you for what seems like an eternity now. And you I think you were one of the first guys I, I jumped on mm. Instagram yeah. with was, was, was uh, yeah. Blue cheek. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, and, and, and awesome. then I, okay. it's been a while. I got to tell you, you you teach on a you teach on a uh, you teach me. on a date. Are you right? You're right. Yeah. I just swallowed you, something wrong. Sorry, sorry, Ben. Sorry about that. I swear to God, I heard a cheeky little fart slip out there. <laughs> That's better. That was me. But yeah, look, um, Ramon, I, I like I, I really don't want to, you know piss in your pocket but i i honestly swear to god that you you what you do for for this community on instagram man you're teaching on a daily basis and i all power to you brother i, I think you do a uh, wonderful job i appreciate that somebody the other day yeah, said something about uh me having more tricks than a vegas hooker <laughs> <laughs> wait for the complaints now <laughs> No, that's that's come on, that's good clean fun right there. That's <laughs> good, good clean fun. fun. <laughs> uh, it's true though, man. You do. It's unbelievable. And you spend the time to show it, so that's that's you the know, thing. It's just, I think a lot of it has, for me anyway, is part of my my old background when I worked at my brother's shop. I was the production manager. I had oh, it varied anywhere from five to twelve guys under me that I was constantly going from you know putting out one fire going to the next one and helping these guys and getting this shop running all the time and coming up with solutions on the fly i mean and as a result of that i love to share i love to show what works what works for me and it's just continued on instagram in that regard so yeah Yeah, i I feel blessed and and phil don't worry phil you'll get there eventually one day i mean that, that's the hope there it is that's the dream uh, well let's put it this way someone else asked where do you come up with all these ideas and tricks and i said dude i'm old i'm old that's it isn't it that's it it's a uh, it, it it really shocked me when i did think the other day that it's been i've been at it for a quarter of a century it, Somehow that seems longer than 25 years, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Just, be, just because it's been 25 years, it doesn't mean I know anything more than anybody else. I mean, damn it. I, I, I'm watching what's happening on Instagram thinking, shit, why? I've been left behind. I feel like I've been left behind, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it, Instagram can be very inspirational or, or depressing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Double double edged sword. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. Roy, so how long have you you've had your place in Japan? I, I think it'd be fun to talk about your connection with Japan. Um yeah. and, oh, and yeah. how long no kidding. so you've got a place over there. How long have you had that and how much time do you spend there? Uh 
I wasn't going to talk about Japan. It's quite a part, private part of my life. But <laughs> you said ask anything. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> um, no, look, uh, Ben, I, my relationship started with Japan. It started when I was 16 and I was on a, on a trip to Denmark and it was a one-night stopover and... Um, I woke up in the morning as a 16-year-old boy, walk, walked out of my hotel room, walked to a big department store called Daimaru, and it was just opening up. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning. And I walked, I was the first person in the store, and the whole of the, the floor entrance area was lined with these beautiful Japanese floor staff, um, girls, you know, and there would have been 20 on each side. And as I walked in, they were all bowing to me, and I thought, my God, that's that's really fun. <laughs> so I walked all the way up. I walked all the way up past them, and they were all bowing and giggling. And I thought, this is great. So I turned around. You can imagine this sixteen-year-old boy, right? I turned around and walked all the way back out again, just so I could experience <laughs> that that whole bowing thing. I thought, that's it. I'm in. <laughs> so uh, uh, no, look, my um. It, it's not all about that. It, it, th- there's something in Japan that keeps drawing me back, and I think it's, I think it's, it's a, it's a level of, I don't know. The, the Japanese have a level of respect mm. for each other. Um, they, they have a level of respect for craft. And I, I've got to tell you, I, I mean, I, I love, I love craft. I love all craft. And they, they review <clears> like. I've not experienced, like I've not experienced before. We, it, it's not something that you see a lot of in Australia. Uh, you know, it's a nation that supports. They 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 have designated um, living mm. national treasures. Awesome. You know, uh, and I I like that attitude. I I think that's fantastic. It's it's a country of paradoxes. It's you can be as you can be as crazy and as kooky as you like or you can be as reserved and as as polite and and uh respectful as you like as well and um yeah look my um my ex-wife and i bought a house over there about six years ago we we did a, a restoration on it uh we we engaged an australian architect and um had local builders do the work and it's just become a happy place uh we both still share it um and you know i i try to get over there as often as possible it's just the last couple of years it's just been a once a year thing for me but um you know i try to get over there as often as possible and and you might see on my feed that i you know and i I do apologize to everybody out there in in instagram world that i I do pepper my feed with a lot of stuff from japan but you know it's not it's not me saying nani nani nana i'm here and you're not it's me saying this is what i'm experiencing i want i wish I wish I could experience this with you guys. Oh, awesome. I think, yeah, no, I, I, I love appreciate, it. appreciate you showing yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> absolutely. I, I, I find it. I find it just. You know, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Japanese see... architecture is is mesmerizing. I've I've always uh, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys see that that um, the video I put up about three weeks ago of this guy that was splitting wood? Uh, man, I don't think I did. He does this thing where he oh, he yeah. gets green timber and he just just. Oh, he puts and in the hole just, in the ground or whatever. He's holding it with his leg. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the most incredible Man. things I've ever seen. And he was, like, he was splitting this stuff down. He'd start off with a piece of green lumber that was about 104 inches thick, right? And he'd do a little knife cut and then just rive that thing apart. And he'd keep halving it. And he brought this thing down to about one sixteenth. <laughs> That's your language, isn't it? One sixteenth. About a, about yeah. a mil and a half. Right? That's your language. <laughs> mil and a half. That's right. That is crazy. So, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing using that. Using his using yeah, his yeah. foot to stable. Yeah, unbelievable. And I, he, you know, he um, gave me a cheeky look and he asked me if I wanted to. Have... He, I, I could see straight away he would have been a really tough master because he shot me a look <laughs> like it was daggers. He shot me a look and he made this noise. And I was, here, here I am, I'm 54 years old and I'm feeling like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> my so, dad makes me feel like that all the time. <laughs> yeah, still. <laughs> now, what was he, what was he doing with... Uh, with it so after he's rived it out phil what what it is it's a it's a technique called ajiro a-j-i-r-o and 
it's what they do is they weave those pieces together in, in a sort of a lattice work and it you quite often see it in tea houses on the ceilings or okay. or on feature walls it's yeah, just a yeah, really yeah. beautiful okay. technique and there's nothing it's it as it splits that's how he it doesn't do any he doesn't do any sanding or planing right. so you actually right. the texture on these pieces is just exquisite you you wow. actually see the 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 the, the peaks and the troughs between the, mm. the the grain pattern you know and oh god it's just makes my mouth water that's just un- thinking about it you know? so cool yeah that's, that's awesome. unbelievable and this what wow. was really special about this guy was he's the only guy in japan that does it this way they're, they're, oh, wow. they're, they're, they're running out of craftsmen and you know they, they still do ajiro in japan but they do it all through machinery or, or um, oh okay you know, Sliced on on guillotines and stuff like that, but he's the right, only one doing right. it by hand. So that was a real honor, wow. a real honor to be able to sit there and watch him do that. Sure, yeah, no. and this is what I'm saying. This sure. is you know when I go over there, it, it frustrates me. I want to bring everybody with me so they can experience it. So this is why I do all these posts on on Instagram so that people oh, can yeah. see. Thank you. Know? you. Right, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I I read a a book on well part of a book on Japanese architecture and I thought it was fascinating how they take trees that grow on the northern slopes of a mountain and those that timber will go on the northern side of the pagoda and and all these details that westerners we wouldn't even think of that uh you Uh, know these uh, these trees that grow up high where uh, they're not shaded by other trees and they grow really tall and those those trees will go on the ceilings because you know they're they're very straight and there's not a lot of branches on it yeah them. yeah and just beautiful details that uh it was just it was a fascinating so, I, thing. I wonder i wonder if i wonder if it's something that w- would have been done in in western culture but commercial commerciality dictated that right. we, we can't we don't have the time to think about that crap anymore we've just got to get this stuff <laughs> yes. pulled out you know Right. Right. Well, and it's like, yeah, pe- people aren't going to pay for that. We just need to knock it out, get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Because that's, even as a joiner in England, I mean, I started seeing that uh, just before I came to the States. You know, we would always get our doors in casement and we would have to do it all and hinge it and chop in the hinges and the mortise locks. And just as I was leaving, they came pre-hung. It was the first time I saw a pre-hung <laughs> yeah, door. Right. I was like, what's this bull crap? <laughs> <laughs> wow. There goes my job. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything's becoming uh, dumbed, dumbed down, I think. And that, that's, why, that, yeah. that's why there's, I think there's always going to be a spot for people like us who try to preserve that, um, the integrity of the craft, you know? Do you feel right. that it's starting to make a comeback, though, with uh, pl- platforms, you know, social media and Instagram? I mean, it seems like yeah. people are, are 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 interested in that now. I mean, you're you're seeing more more and more. <clears throat> Absolutely, uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more on that. I I think um, with the advent of social media, Instagram in particular. I mean, everybody sees what it is we're doing, and they want to they want to be a part of it, you know. And and okay. I think it's we are going through a, a resurgence, and I I think. A similar mm-hmm. resurgence was experienced probably at the end of the 60s, early 70s. Um, and people, people are going to step in. They're going to love it. Uh, and then after a few years, they're going to get bored with it. And the people that are really into it, they're the ones that stay on. And that's going to be the next generation of teachers. So, sure, uh, man, we've got our fair share of chipsters, chipsters here in Australia, I tell you. And, <laughs> and, and got... <laughs> And I'm not. I'm not saying that to denigrate them. I, we need them because out of that group of chipsters, you're going to get probably there's going to be twenty percent. Yeah, yeah, twenty percent of those guys are going to say this is really worthwhile. Let's keep this ball rolling, you know. And the others are going to say this man, this is really hard. After five right. after five years, <clears throat> I, I still can't feed my family, so I'm going to go back to programming or whatever you know and right, that, right. that's the heartbreak because it is a hard gig. Yeah, and and all of you guys would would probably agree with me on that that it's not it's not easy to do i mean it's not easy to make a living out of this you know and and no. i'm really lucky guys because i i don't say that lightly either because i i don't have a family i don't have children uh so i i've never had to factor that into my equation but i i look at, at you guys and 
Ramon, I don't know if it's just you and your T-shirts and your lady or if you've got children or not. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, you know, I, it's when, him and his kids' T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I've never, had the, I've never had to factor that in, whereas I look at everybody else that has a, a you know, they, they have a normal life with, with children that they've got to raise. And, mm. man, I, I have so much respect for you guys that do yeah. this, you know. I completely agree with you. You know, I have two boys, but they're grown and grown men on their own doing mm. really well. But uh, I, I see that a lot, mm. you know, with, you know, kids and family and yeah, that would be a, a huge challenge. Big difference. Mm. Tell me about yeah, it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you, I've, got, I've got no one to sweep my shop either. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you, you, you have a football team. Uh, almost. Uh, almost. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. And what so, about you, Ben? You, ben, you have a couple of you have a couple of young. Yeah, I've got three well. boys. Three boys that that range. Yeah, yeah that range from almost fifteen to six. So. Oh, I didn't realize your oldest yeah. was that old. Yeah, he's, he's. Yeah, that's awesome. He's, um, he's going to be a he's going to be a freshman <clears throat> in high school this next year. Um, he, he's a big he's a big he's kid, a right? Big kid. He is <laughs> yeah. a real big kid, and he's a um, and he's really he's. He really has a lot of interest in in different things. He's he's very interested in music, um, and does nice. really well with that. It does does well in in school, um, and now is he's this week he's been taking. Oh, they have the like the technical school here um, okay. in town that's doing a summer program, and he's getting exposed to. Oh, he's and he's just giddy about it. He's getting exposed to welding, and he's getting exposed to oh. um, um, some CNC work, uh, late, awesome. late, awesome. laser, laser um, CNC <coughs> stuff. It's just, it's a, it's a technical school that's part of the high school here, right. and he gets high school credits for it. But the big thing is, is that he's just, <clears throat> he's just a- absolutely enthralled with it, and and. And it's fantastic. Yeah, sitting by the door really waiting cool. to go in the morning. It's like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Which <laughs> awesome. is really cool to see. That's, that's cool to know that that still exists. Uh, Roy, in Australia, are there many trade schools, um, like three-year type stuff? or Look, not that I'm aware of. Uh, everything's dying in the bum here. So we have a few woodworking schools uh, that are private. Uh, actually, we, we have quite okay. a lot. Uh, we have uh, obviously the Sturt School for Wood, which is the the wood white. Right. You know that's where you can get your accreditation. Um, as far as trade schools go, yeah, look, there there are there are trade schools here, but for, for pertinent or relevant to what it is we do, no, nah, there's right. there's not much right, that you right. could, you know, there's not much you can actually pinpoint. That's for sure. So, right. and that's just a really sad indictment on where things have been going over the last twenty years. They've been falling off the, you know, the, the government's been getting rid of them left, right, and centre. And it's like, guys, you, yeah. there's no forethought here, you know. What, I know right. it's, it's kind of crazy, you know. It's like give it, give it ten, fifteen years, we're going to be bringing them back, probably. Yeah. It's like, oh, whoops, we we need to trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At an incredible cost too, instead yeah. of just yeah. instead of keeping them going. And just go and with bring, it. Yeah. bring them back, and it'll cost this exorbitant price to bring them back. Exactly right. Exactly uh, right. I, I, I don't. Really, I wonder if my program still exists. I'm not sure if it does. I, I probably should look into it. But it was a when I did it, it was a three year program called City and Guilds, and that's where you got your accreditation. But it wasn't. It wasn't furniture. I was a joiner, mm, mm. Um, and hopefully that still exists. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, Phil, there are things here where you can get your, your what they call a certificate level three or four in wood machining, and that's about it. There's, okay. There's, right. no, there's nothing fine woodworking uh, about it, unfortunately. And right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There there isn't anything fine woodworking about it, uh, like here either. And you know where I'm at in in South Dakota, you know it's still. I mean, shop and all of those classes are still very prominent here. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, okay. probably because we're just such a rural community, rural area that you know it it, it hasn't ever gone away. I mean, they still, you know, the, the shop classes of, uh, and the, the different the different technical things, um, technical school stuff is a, is a pretty prominent part of the of the high school. Yeah. They still build it. I mean, shoot, they build a they build a home every year. 
um, right, at, right. At, the, at the students build and mm-hmm. and now they now they build that home inside <laughs> they nice. built a building that they build the home inside and then they move and they can pull it out of it and i mean that's how fabulous, now. Yeah, how fabulous. Yeah. How fabulous. Yeah. i know uh, i know in in denmark and uh they've got some really wonderful uh you know um initiatives for furniture schools and and whatnot so uh and i have a lot of friends over there that uh have come out of that system and Gee, I tell you what, uh, some of the best makers I've ever met have come from Denmark. Uh, oh, yeah. There's so, there's so much talent over there. Well, it's, it's no secret that uh, some of the most beautiful furniture is, is of Danish origin, so yeah. da- Danish yeah, yeah. design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, um, guys, I just, I'm just giving you a heads up. You know, you know Apple iPhones aren't my thing at the moment, but, uh, and this loaner that I've got, I'm... I'm running perilously close on the battery by the looks of it. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, I'm not trying to G you up or, or hurry you or anything, but if I just disappear, it's not that I don't love your work. It's just that I've run out of juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting close to an hour anyway. Yeah, so. we're getting down to the end. For, for, those, yeah. for those people that are listening, we, we had a little problem with Roy's phone and, and Roy's student was nice enough to let him use um, his phone and that, that allowed us to have the kind of the um yeah, audio that, that yeah it worked that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. ben let's just let's just call it as it is i have a i have an android it's a samsung <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't work with this podcast so <laughs> it doesn't reach it doesn't reach from australia <laughs> yeah. right. hey so real quick what's the story behind the furniture being thrown up into the yeah, air we should talk about that <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah your famous photograph <laughs> yeah it's famous <laughs> Well, well, no. Look, it's um, you know, you sort of you're, you're three years into your, your Instagram profile, and and you think, what can I do that's different? Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. Let's just grab a mallet and throw it as high as we can. Anyway, no. What, what it's all about? It's it's. I say to my students that we get really precious about all of this stuff. Oh, um, I want you. I want you to loosen up a little bit and realize that you know, throw it in the air. Uh, and and if you really do care about it, you're going to catch it. You'll uh, you'll be coming back to do more lessons. And I like it. That's a good business plan right there. That's, that's you smart. Catch it. You want to sign up for the next class? And we we we, uh, we haven't had any we haven't had any failures. But what what's not apparent is honestly thrown up that high. I'm, taking photos because they look like they're 20 feet up yeah they do look like they do look like they're i love it that's awesome the sky the sky the sky is a big place yeah it looks like there's um, there's some really cool images that come out of that too i mean the images that you see of those are just you know are really are really cool but yeah i can see the anxiety level of of uh, i i know if i was tossing something up in the air I'd be, I'd be a little panicky. <laughs> well, it, it, I remember um, asking Andrew Ness to do it, and he, they, on one of his first pieces, uh, Handmade 660, and he, he looked at me like I was a madman, and there was no way. He wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to throw his little table in the air. Forget it. So, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, yeah, now, on, on Blue Cheek, um, I was never going to be serious about Instagram when it all started. Somebody suggested getting into it, and I thought, well, I'm, I have commitment issues on everything, and I, I was just I wasn't going to get committed to, to Instagram at all. So I, I just made up a name, and it was really on the spur of it. What what sounds good? What sounds good coming out of the mouth? And I just it just came out, blue cheek, you know, and uh, that's it. It's no more than that. And I remember many years ago, I asked asked Amy. <laughs> I asked my friend Amy Grigg if if I should change it to my name. She said, "Hell yeah, don't use blue cheek." But it, by that stage, by that stage it was too late. Like I was, I was, I was well and truly entrenched. Got to, so, got to keep it now. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing sinister behind it. I promise you, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing naughty or lewd behind it. It's, well, it, it, yeah. it's, it's way, one... it's way better than Ramon Artform. <laughs> Man, yeah, that, with who that? came up with that? <laughs> awful, that guy. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you. Okay, here's what he's, happened. He's pretty so humble. That I guy. wanted it to be Raymond Art, <laughs> kind of like you know Ralph Wilson, R- Wilson Art. I thought that was clever. 
yeah, yeah, name, yeah. The, the name was taken. And so I thought, well, I'll just go with, you know, Ramon Artful. And because I thought, ah, oh, it's just going to be camping pictures, pictures of your coffee, your cat. I didn't care one bit. And it just, I should have changed it way back when. But yeah. now it's too late. It's like, like that's oh, exact. look at me. I'm so artful. <laughs> yeah, look, Ramon, it's a, I, I get it. And, and Phil, it's not too late for you. You can still change yours. Uh, you can change. Uh, <laughs> How about you change yours and I'll take blue cheeks? <laughs> <laughs> i got to tell you, ben, ben, yours is, I think yours is the best one of the lot. Chalkstone, I love it. It's got really, it's, there's, there's some serious gravitas behind that name. I think it's gravitas. <laughs> yeah. Chalkstone. <laughs> Well, Roy, I don't, I don't know if you should be impressed or worried, but uh, I now have a file on you. So, <laughs> watch out for the uh, Woodworkers Podcast. So, just just, <laughs> just so you know, it's under Blue Cheek. Under Blue yeah, Cheek. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, and like I said, I don't want this to end without you saying goodbye properly. So, um, you know, if, if there's anything coming up uh any you know thing going on with you you want to mention talk about uh now be a great time to do your, so. your website name etc uh you know i'm doing a i've been invited to teach over at the um center for fine woodworking in new zealand in uh june july for two weeks um I head over at the end of this month, nice. so I know they've filled the. I think they've filled up the hall table class. That's the first week. The second week, they they're still looking for some participants. If there's anybody interested, uh, that's a dovetail box course. It's learning how to cut dovetails. Um, I'm also running uh, the usual week long classes uh, throughout the year, but in October, I'm doing a month long uh, basics intensive. And uh, November, I'm doing a month-long uh, cabinet on stand course. And you've probably seen the cabinet on stand, but uh, it's a beautiful little thing. The students love it, and we always have a great time. But it's pretty hard work. So it's good exhaustion. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's awesome. And, and your website? Yeah. Website's www.royshack.com. Sweet. Call now. Call now. <laughs> Act now. <laughs> yeah. So we can get one. So uh Yeah, yeah so we had to cool. no steak knives. So we had to we had to kind of start over a little bit because Roy's phone died, the phone that he was getting lent. So 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 we started over. Um we'll see how the how the tying of everything uh, together goes. But um uh, before you go, Roy we were talking before about influences on on like work and so what like what are some of the influences that you've had on on your work or what besides, influences besides do you us <laughs> yeah, besides us <laughs> besides, <laughs> besides <laughs> Ramon awful no nice not, not nice work Ramon awful <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've ever have you ever seen my my maker's mark it's three square yeah. dots yeah. and that 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 little trinity there that that represents uh my danish heritage so I'm obviously influenced by scandinavian danish style furniture mm. it's also uh quite heavily uh, it represents my my passion for the japanese aesthetic and the third dot basically represents Shaker furniture. I, I love Shaker. I always right. have. I, I, I don't always agree with the, the, the aesthetics, but I love the, the austerity behind mm -hmm. Shaker, right. you know. And they're my main influences. And when you think about it, when you look at Danish-style furniture, you know, post-war post modern, there's a lot of, man, there's a lot of Shaker going on in there, but there's also a lot of Asian influence going on in a lot of the designs as well. So... I, I think it's a pretty natural, uh, you know, um, I guess, pool that I've I've got my influences from. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I like to keep stuff really simple, you know. In, in fact, I, I like to say to people, look, I know my, my work's probably batshit boring, but at least in 10 years' time, it will still be batshit boring. <laughs> you, you won't have, you, you, uh... it's, it's, not, it, it's not like the chocolate, it's, you know, it's not like the chocolate cake effect where it looks fantastic now, but you have a couple of mouthfuls and you want to vomit. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> nice. I'm going to remember that. So, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, I've had a really great time. Yeah, here. It's well, thank been you. Such an absolute, 
absolute pleasure. You know, uh, you're all. I don't. I don't. I don't hero worship, but seriously, uh, Ramon, you're up there. I love you. I love your guns. <laughs> I love your guns. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the first thing you do when you start great when you start working out is is go get a smaller shirt (laughs) (laughs) and learn and and uh learn 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 to love lycra right (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) no no i've had i've had a (laughs) yeah exactly right i've had a ball guys thank you very much well, thanks for coming on. It's it's yeah. been awesome. I've been a big fan of your stuff for a long time. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. Nice. Oh, Phil, you don't even you don't even know you don't even know who I am. You <laughs> until today, you didn't know who I was. Will William, right? <laughs> Slick <laughs> Willie. It says it right here. On, Slick Willie. Oh, jeez, <laughs> He's gonna love that. Thank you, thank you, Willie. <laughs> been fun been yeah fun. Th- th- thanks a lot for doing it with us roy and, and i appreciate you kind of hanging in there as we you know dealing with um, those amateurs yeah and dealing <laughs> and dealing with trying to do a podcast in you know on separate ends of the world um and always always bunch of bunch of bunch of bunch of clowns, clowns. <laughs> bunch of clowns. We, we didn't let you down <laughs> no no Oh, no, seriously, nice. Ben, it's been a real, it's been a real honor for me. Thank you. We've been talking about it for a little while, and it has been an absolute honor. It's, uh, it's been such a, a blast sharing the last couple of hours with you yeah. guys. Basically, well, so it's been good. if I ever get out to Australia, we will definitely meet. Yeah, no kidding. I think you boys need to do you. You need to do a, a road trip. You Heck need yeah. to do a, a woodworkers podcast road trip. We do. That'd, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> And you, you, you know where to find me now. So uh, if I'm still here, I'd love to, I'd love to have you over here. It'd be such a great time, I reckon. Oh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Roy. All right. All right. Uh, Ramon, do you want to, do you want to sign us off, Ramon? And uh, yeah. Get the- <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. That was very cool. Yeah. Thanks a ton, Roy for taking the time to be on the show with, with these clowns and, and me. <laughs> and, and thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Thank you, thank you. As always, if you have any questions about this show or past shows, suggestions for topics for future shows, please drop us a line via email, and that's info at woodworkerspodcast.com. And so, on behalf of Ben Brunick, Phil Morley, and the super talented, gifted, funny teacher, and all-around fantastic guy, Roy Shack. Yeah, I'm Ramon, and we'll see you right here on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Thanks, guys. Ciao. Cheerio. Cheerio. See you guys in the next episode. Yes. Appreciate <laughs> it, care, buddy. Boy. Thank you. Absolutely. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're gonna have to play some of this. <laughs> you freaking yahoos! <laughs> fucking clowns! Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't ever get an Aussie and a Brit together. <laughs> All right, stop, stop. Okay. Start. Game face.